Preface of the Life and Adventures of Michael Armstrong, the Factory Boy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life and Adventures of Michael Armstrong, the Factory Boy by Francis Milton Trollope. Preface when the author of Michael Armstrong first determined on attempting to draw the attention of her countrymen to the fearful evils inherent in the factory system, as carried out in our manufacturing towns, she intended to divide her work into two portions, which should present the same subject under two different phases. It was her intention in the first of these to drag into the light of day and place before the eyes of Englishmen the hideous mass of injustice and suffering to which thousands of infant laborers are subjected who toil in our monster spinning-mills. In the second, she proposed that the hero of her tale, having lived through his toil-worn boyhood, should have been seen embarked in those perfectly constitutional struggles for the amelioration of the sufferings of his class, in which many of the more enlightened operatives have been for some years engaged. The first division of the subject has been some time in the reader's hands. The true but most painful picture has been drawn faithfully and conscientiously. Of course, voices have been raised to deny loudly the truth of all the author's statements, and to assert the whole to be a mere tissue of invention and falsehood. The same charges have been made against her upon another occasion, and she has lived to see the truth of her statements, so impugned, universally admitted. She awaits with perfect confidence the time when similar justice shall be rendered to these pages. But with respect to that division of the subject, which it was intended to bring forward in the latter part of her work, the author's views have undergone very considerable change. Knowing the immense amount of evil to be remedied, and the urgent necessity, for many reasons, that this remedy should not be delayed, it is grievous to see misguided and unfortunate men pursuing a course which must necessarily neutralize the efforts of their true friends. When those in whose behalf she hoped to move the sympathy of their country are found busy in scenes of outrage and lawless violence, and uniting themselves with individuals whose doctrines are subversive of every species of social order, the author feels that it would be like acting in violation of her own principles, and doing injury to the cause she wishes to serve, were she to persist in an attempt to hold up as objects of public sympathy men who have stained their righteous cause with deeds of violence and blood. The author is well aware that many, as well as operatives as their superiors, who were engaged in a virtuous struggle against the lawless power which oppresses them, deplore the madness of these ill-advised men as much as herself. But the cause has been too much sullied, and the sufferers, too, closely associated in the public eye with those who have been guilty of all she most deprecates, to permit her continuing the work as she intended. Under these circumstances, she has determined that the existence of her hero as an operative shall close with his childhood. No misconstruction of principles— no misconception of motives can exist with regard to an attempt to ameliorate the lot of infant laborers. That her pages may assist in promoting this object is her humble and most ardent hope. The life and adventures of Michael Armstrong are therefore concluded in the twelfth number. End of the Preface